I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm dumb. I'm a failure. Welcome back to Teacher Tales, where we give you the keys to overcoming teacher burnout to find work-life balance and educational bliss, if it still exists. On this interview episode of Teacher Tales, clarity, conflict, and collaboration take center stage. Uncover the art of expressing thoughts with clarity, fostering an environment where everyone feels heard and understood. Next, learn the secrets of resolving conflicts constructively for stronger, more meaningful relationships. And lastly, explore the transformative impact of open communication and collaboration, where transparency becomes the conduit for productive partnerships. Take it away, Miss Sane. Please uh, just tell everybody, uh, how did you get into teaching? Like, Where was the origins? How did you go, huh, I think I'm going to be a teacher? Honestly, I know this is going to sound a little cliche, but um, in my previous careers, I just, it never really fit. Mm. And it always kind of felt like something wasn't missing and I was never truly happy. And I don't want to jinx where I'm at now. Mm. But I just remember constantly like praying, God, get me out of this situation, get me out of this situation, get me out of this situation, get me out of this career. This sucks. Yeah, I'm not having fun. So I would love to say like, oh, God brought me here. But also, um, I think I've just always had a knack for teaching and just for encouraging youth to be the best version of themselves. And I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. So... It's so funny. I talk to my mom all the time, and she said, I always knew you were going to be a teacher. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. Why didn't you tell me that Like, right. while I was struggling? <laughs> and she said, well, I just remember seeing you at the science fair um, in high school, and mm-hmm. there was these middle school kids, and you were showing them how oil and water doesn't mix, and you were being so creative, and they were really interested, and I just really felt like you just had it, like you right. had the gift of teaching. Mm. And I was like, okay, you waited could you, could you have told right. me that at 16? Still, still, you know, it's, timing's perfect. I am right where I need to be at the right time. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that I fell into teaching now mm-hmm. because if I would have fell into it earlier, I would not be the teacher I am today. So mm-hmm. all those careers that weren't the best, that weren't great experiences, taught me so many life skills that I need right now to deal with these kids that <laughs> – I do love, you know, I love these kids, but also. uh. (laughs) I would say the same exact thing. Like Mm -hmm. I got into teaching, I think like maybe around the the same age, because I was like 28 Mm -hmm. when I started subbing and doing my certification, all that stuff. But I had all of these different jobs, Mm -hmm. just retail and, you know, food and beverage Mm -hmm. and all of these different jobs that now those lessons I bring into the classroom with me, all those experiences. Mm -hmm. So give us the winding road. Like you go to college, you know, you say you got a bunch of different jobs that you Mm -hmm. ran through. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. give us the rundown. Okay. Okay, cool. So way back when (laughs) (laughs) Um, I graduated from Brazoswood High School, which is Mm -hmm. like a hop, skip and a jump from here. It's in Lake Jackson, Texas. I graduated in 2012. And, um, This is not something that I tell a lot of people, but I think it's really interesting and really special. Um, When I took my SAT, I was not a good test taker. 
So mm. I did horrible on the math portion. Mm. So I was accepted into Sam Houston, but under um, strict like hey you guidelines. Don't, don't screw yeah. it up. Yeah. So I had to take <laughs> remedial math my first semester, and I wow. passed it. It was fine, but I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm dumb, like I'm a failure. Like mm. I was really hard on myself. And then as I grew and as I met so many different people. I kind of just really realized that that's kind of just a part of life. I had a really good time. I did a lot of growing, had a lot of experiences. Um, mm -hmm. And that was really kind of, I mean, prior to that, I knew I always wanted to be in some sort of like animal science, agricultural mm -hmm. pathway, just how I grew up. You know, I was hunting, fishing with my dad, and I randomly decided I wanted to show a heifer in high school. So I knew I wanted to do something with large animals. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course my, um, whole idea of what I wanted to do changed throughout my college career, mm -hmm. but, um, it always centered around agriculture. So a lot of the professors I met were very impactful yeah. on like where I'm here, where I'm at now. So I want to definitely say that me being a teacher also has to do with the impact that people have made in my life. Shout out to Dr. Anderson. Yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. did your thing in the classroom. Yeah. Going back in time in 2016, when I decided I wanted to um, get my master's degree, um, there was a project that I was going to write my thesis over and it had to do with horses. Pretty much throughout my college career, I took every single equine science class that you could, that Sam Houston offered, wow. every single class, and I loved it. So um, my equine professor, Dr. Leatherwood, who is just, Leatherwood. yeah, okay. fantastic, like so incredibly smart. When I think of a woman who's like a boss, not like bossy, but like, a boss. yeah, that's who I think of like sometimes wow. like she's just, she was just really, really great at teaching mm -hmm. and really had it down. Like, especially when it came to research, she just could explain it in a way where you understood. Mm she kind of reached out to me and she was like, hey, so I know that you um, have this interest in continuing your research and, and continuing, you know, your education and getting your master's. Well, um, I would like to offer this project to you. Mind you, like about a month or so prior to this, um, unfortunately, Dr. Coverdale, which was a professor at Texas A&M University mm -hmm. within animal science, equine science department, she was kind of known for being the guru for equine nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. She unfortunately passed in a really horrific car accident. So Dr. Leatherwood uh, was actually one of her students. So wow. yeah, so she came, Dr. Leatherwood came to me and was like, hey, I want to continue like Dr. Coverdale's research. Do you want to be a part of this? And I said, wow. um, yes, absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. So, but that's, yeah. Yeah, every time I think like, should I do this? Yes, you should. You should go That's through with what it. I'm talking about. Yeah, you That's should what I'm because about. you're gonna regret it. Yeah. At least you try. You went for it. If Absolutely. it works, great. If it didn't work, then it, at least you know. Yeah, yeah. So I get into this, and then a month after starting this project, Doctor Leatherwood says, "Um, by the way, I'm leaving Sam Houston, and I'm going to take over Doctor Coverdale Coverdale's position somewhat at Texas A and M. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaving." And I was like, so. So what am I? You want me to do all of this? Yeah. So I was just kind of like in the dark and I had no idea what to do. And I cried a lot. Um, 
I mean, it was just very, very difficult because I quite literally had no idea what I was doing. And I just remember Dr. Anderson saying, I, I was crying in his office once and he said, um, just thought I'd let you know. I'm leaving too. No, no. He's like, all adults, like nobody knows what they're doing. We're just oh, figuring yeah, it out yeah, as we go. Like It takes time. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember him telling me that and just saying like, as an adult, nobody knows what they're doing. We're just figuring it out as we go. And Literally. I, yeah, I kind of just ran with that. Honestly. How old were you at that point? I was like 22, 23. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was a little baby. Yeah. yeah. So I was still figuring out who I was mm -hmm. and then having to carry this. A lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. And there's so many aspects to it that I could talk hours and hours and hours about it. But so anyways, I ended up finishing that and I graduated my master's in 2018 um and gosh it took me like a couple months like six seven months just to find a job hmm. um why why do you think that is i had just applied for a lot of things and also i think i was just really burnt out mm -hmm. super super burnout um and i needed i needed some time to just get back to myself right it honestly like it was um it was just so mentally exhausting mm. Um, but definitely a huge learning lesson for me. So, so you become a sub. I become a sub. Like first impressions. Yeah. Um, so, well, it was for seventh grade. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school is off limits for me. Mm -hmm. I would never do middle one, school. One million percent. Never, ever. You could not pay me enough to be a middle school teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's, something and that's not to say that middle school teachers are, you know, hey, middle school teachers, they, um, they are the heroes of the earth, you know? I'm just... They are the Avengers. <laughs> I think that I, every every teacher has their their people. Yeah. Like some yeah. people will go, I never, I would never do high school. Yeah. And some yeah. people will go, I would never do middle. And mm -hmm. same people elementary. So That's so true. Everybody has their, like, their spot mm -hmm. where they belong, mm -hmm. where they feel like they can do their best work. Yeah. So for me, that is not middle school. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. high school. And I knew it right away yeah yeah like the first day i started subbing i was like oh okay yeah, yeah i'm mm -hmm. good i'm yeah. good here I, I was i was right yeah. about this one yeah they're just they were just figuring life out they're little babies just and they're they're at the point where in seventh grade eighth grade you're at the point where you can kind of test the limits yeah and you can figure out what you can and can't get away with mm -hmm. and what you can get away with you sail with that yeah you just keep <laughs> getting away with it every yep. day yep until somebody puts you in the yeah. headlock. Uh-huh. And then you get to high school and you're like, whoa, this is a whole different ballgame. You, you thought you knew the limits. Yep. You did not know the mm -hmm. limits. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I guess just the limits change. <clears throat> yeah. The change. So. I think ninth grade is probably the most difficult grade. Oh my I gosh. think. Yeah. Just because now you're going from being in the mm -hmm. school with 12 year olds mm -hmm. to now being in a school with like 18 and 19 year olds mm -hmm. yeah so and then now you're no longer in the same class all the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. which i guess in middle school that does end anyway mm -hmm. but now you're in classes that are much harder than what you're used to so there is a, a, a huge switch and i feel like that's why ninth graders have a lot of them have such a difficult time with the maturity part yeah. Uh, some of them are really smart, but they just they just get on your nerves. You're like, what are you doing? Like that's middle. Yep, that's middle school behavior. Yep, that's yep. exactly what's happening. 
Uh, so as a teacher, you got to kind of check yourself. All right, this is a ninth yeah. grader. Yeah. I should know what to expect by now. Shame mm-hmm. on me if I get upset. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you are kind of coming to the end of your first semester, if you had to grade your time management <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, you can do like a grade for the beginning of the semester and then mm-hmm. a grade for where we are now. Honestly, at the beginning of the semester, I was just trying to like figure it out. Mm-hmm. It was just, ugh. So like a one? I, I don't know if I, I would say one, probably like a three, like a two or three. Like I was just, not that I wasn't good at managing my time, but it was just so much coming yes. at you at once. And you're like, yes. what is the most important here? And sometimes you just don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. None, all of this seems important. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, uh, okay, that can go here. This can go here. Yes. And honestly, what I've learned with time management, and, you know, it's so funny because if you were to get on Instagram and you were to look up work-life balance or time management, you would mm-hmm. see these beautiful um, templates of what work-life management looks like for someone or what Mm-hmm. Like you'll see a video of someone going through work, like balance in their life. This is how I do it. And for me, it's I give when I can, and I don't give when I cannot. There you and go. that's it. And and that's just a part of knowing yourself and mm-hmm. having those life experiences and knowing when when you can give and when you can't. Right. And so when I can give, I give. And like Monday and Tuesday this week, I was here till six six thirty. Yes. But. I, I needed to, yeah. you know? Yep. Yes, um, it's a, something that all first-year teachers, mm-hmm. I would say even the, at least the first two years mm-hmm. that you have to, to figure out. Because the first year, you're just, trying to, you're just trying to make it. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to not lose your mind, mm-hmm. either on kids, sometimes on adults, or mm-hmm. that could be administrators, principals, like all of these different people that you have to interact with. It, it's a lot, especially if you haven't uh, come from a job where you have to talk to a lot of different people every mm-hmm. day. You know, so, you know, we have classes, you know, sometimes up to, you know, 35 kids. And a lot of times you have, I don't know, say 150 to 170 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they also, including the adults that you have to interact with, not including any parents that you have to interact with. We're talking about, you know, 175 to 200 people every single mm-hmm. day that you mm-hmm. have to interact with. And so that is a ton of people. And sometimes you just don't have the energy yeah. to give, yeah. especially when kids start to get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of moves people into that burnout that teachers talk about so much so how have you had to adjust you know to having to deal with so many people every day even if it's not a negative experience just having to give that much energy to all of these different people how have you found any kind of adjustment to that coming from where you you came from they're not cults but sometimes they act like them yeah yeah um I guess this is where, like, my, when I mentioned, like, the life experiences that I've had have Mm -hmm. made me the teacher I am. My last job prior to this working at 
rice on the rice the farm. rice farm yeah rice farm <laughs> um <laughs> i had a very difficult boss mm. and i had a very difficult time there but I learned how to manage people mm-hmm. in a good way. And I learned how to manage like myself. And so it sounds so simple, but sometimes do your best, leave the rest. That's what I say. There we go. So when it comes to, you know, when you're around all these people and you're talking to these students who are all individually different, they all need this, and it's missane, I need this, missane, missane, missane. Finally, I just look at them and I say, one thing at a time, let's go back to our, yes. what we're doing, one thing at a time, everybody sit down. <laughs> and and honestly, I have found that it just works so well if I'm just honest with them. I, yes. I Yeah, earlier this week I said, listen, I don't have it. I, I hate jumps. Yeah, I said, you want to see Miss Sane turn into a gremlin? Okay, we can do that today. But I don't have the patience for it today. Yeah. And they were like, uh, Miss Sane, you okay? <laughs> like I told y'all, yeah, stop yeah. bothering me. Yeah. The answers are on Schoology. You just have to, I feel like you just have to be really honest with them. and Yes. And I think for someone who isn't a teacher, you Maybe you see it as like, oh no, I need to like have this facade, no. but they will eat you alive they if you, it. yeah, if you pretend to be someone you're not. You have got to be your authentic self. What is the advice that I gave you when you first got here? You were like, you got to be yourself. You like, have to be yeah. yourself. If you try to do any of that TikTok stuff and it's not you, no, it's just not going to work. Mm-mm. There's so much extra energy trying mm-hmm. to be something that you're not, trying yeah. to be someone else, trying to use. Mm-hmm. These different strategies and techniques that don't work with who you are. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is the advice I gave to you. Yeah. That is the advice that I give to every new teacher. You have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is going to guide how you deal with children. Mm-hmm. It's going to guide how you deal with other adults, parents. And so everybody does that a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's a certain level of professionalism yeah. that we yeah. all need to have. Um, but a lot of times, like, in class, it's not professional. Like, Mm-mm. what do we, we don't have, we, it's not, uh, the setting doesn't call for that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go, okay, you guys are being bums. Like, what is this? Yeah. So, in calling them out, you know, some people, like you said, some mm-hmm. parents are like, oh, no, you know, don't talk to, you know, children that way. And, you know, I'm not cursing at kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when you call them out and you hold them accountable and then you, you do praise them when they earn it, I think that they are receptive to that. Mm-hmm. You know, once you begin to like adjust, like I don't have to be like this super, super nice, mm-hmm. fake, you know, person that's from like the movies. Yeah. Then you go, oh, okay, like I can keep it real mm-hmm. with these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're just little adults trying to figure it out too. Yeah. They're, and I think. Honestly, if you're going to be a teacher, you just have to have so much grace. Like, mm. they need grace. And and I know it's really hard because sometimes you feel like you're being walked over by them, but you just have to remember that they are in a completely and totally different life than we were in high school. It's yeah, so it's different. Not it's not the same. And they have a lot of – I've noticed they have so much pressure – on their shoulders to kind of fit in this box of what society mm-hmm. really 
you know, the TikTok life, the, yeah, yeah to fit in. Right. And it makes me sad because I would love more than anything for my students to just stand out. Just be right. yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah. They don't even know what that means right mm-hmm. now. Like, they, they hear it, but for them, mm-hmm. they're like, like, like becoming a new teacher. Yeah. Like you don't even know what that means until yeah. you have to, like, do it. Yeah. figure it out and you can only look back mm-hmm. and say oh okay like that's what that was yeah yeah you know so we've seen uh, a bunch of kids crying within the past couple of days mm-hmm. so how do you deal with like the emotional stress that comes with being a teacher my drive back and forth is like 45 minutes and my drive home is an essential part of me being able to be home when I get home. Yeah. I can, I have time to also feel them. And sometimes I feel them really deeply. Yes. So it impacts me and it kind of weighs me down. And sometimes just a good old fashioned ugly cry. Just, yeah, just try. <laughs> like the one <laughs> just, we saw yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeesh. I yeah. was like, uh oh, yeah. I'm going to my room. Uh-huh. Hussein's got it. Yep, yep. I'm, and you know, I I've been there. I I've experienced heartbreak, um, and I just wish they could see like, man, this is so it's not minor. That big a deal. This is not, but, but they, you, they can't, can't. you can't even say that to them. You can't because you can't they just minimize. yeah. I don't want to minimize what they're going through. Like I, but if they could just look in the future and just see like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm golden. I can, I'm going to be okay. And I think really that's all you can do is just remind them like, hey, it's okay. And like you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. I just want to make, are you safe? Are you okay? Do you yes. feel like you're in danger? Like anything that's, illegal happening? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure that they're safe and they're okay. And sometimes it's just, it's, life's a lot. And yeah. Yeah. But Honestly, when you see kids that are experiencing some sort of emotional distress, like on, as a teacher, you know when your kids are not being themselves. Like you mm-hmm. can tell. You pick it up. Yep. And there's so many times where I've said like, hey, so-and-so, let's go out in the hall and talk. And they walk out and they just immediately just start crying. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right, take a deep breath. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Do you want to talk about it? Most of the time they don't. I'm like, okay. Do you want to chill here for a second? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, then come back in. And just that helps them feel just a little bit more confident in themselves. It gives, helps them realize that this is a safe place. You can Mm -hmm. truly be yourself. You can experience the emotions that you're going to experience. And there's no judgment here. Right. So. You got to create that space in your classroom. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Now we're going to get into... The last part, which mm-hmm. is the five W's and the H. Okay. Do you know them all? Who, what, when, where, why? What's the H? How? There we go. Okay. So I have those questions. Uh-huh. And so you can pick which one you want first. Surprise me. We're going to go with where. Where do you see yourself five years ago? And are you there or did it change along the way? We kind of talked about a ton of that stuff. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, five years ago, I would have liked to see myself working on getting my doctorate and becoming a professor. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm one step 
not I don't want to say I'm one step below that, but mm-hmm. I think eventually like I'm on my way there. Right. It's still something that I want, but I'm also really enjoying like my time here. Taking your time. Yeah, yeah. Good. I like it. You want to pick the next one? No. Okay. The question is, when did you begin to feel confident in yourself as a teacher? I'll say, have you started to feel confident as a teacher and why or why not? Yes. Um, Okay. I am so passionate about this. Mm -hmm. And I love this so much that I feel like it kind of just flows out of me. Got it. Yes, I agree. You are. I don't know if that, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn over here. Like, it's not, I just, I love, I love this. And it goes to show that whenever you're not in something or doing something that is serving you or that's mm-hmm. growing you, it's not, you're not really able to truly 100% be your best self Agreed. and and really show your true character. So at first, you know, it was a little rocky. It was, it was Honestly, it was kind of scary at first. I was scared. I was scared these kids were going to eat me alive. But then I got to know them, and they started to trust me. And I mm-hmm. realized trust is such an important See. part of it. See. And I think once they started to trust me, I really started to feel more confident in myself. And I could really be myself. And mm. me being myself encouraged them to be themselves more. So it's just kind of flows. Some days I feel really confident. Some days I'm like, eh. It's, it's not flowing today, but that's okay. That's okay. There's always tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> okay, what? What's your restroom policy? And do you have a crazy pass? My restroom policy is one person at a time. Of course, 1010. You got to follow the 1010. Yep, and they, oh my gosh, they hate that. <laughs> Why can't I go? Because. Sit down. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> um, my restroom pass is an ear tag. Like a, for a cattle, mm-hmm. yeah, and that says like Miss Sane's restroom pass on it, and it's yeah. So and it was a, originally it was a water burger like, you know that you put. Oh, on like the, t- the little tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Somebody it, stole it. Someone broke it in half. Those <laughs> okay, um, who? Who's the student that has made an impression on you? Okay, you don't have to say their name, but. What's something that they've done that you feel like, man, this kid is the best? I want to politely say this. This is not the best kid. He's not the best kid. But he has the potential of being a great student. Mm. And he's a freshman. And he is figuring high school life out. Right. And I think I'm helping him. So we've had some issues with him, you know, like moving around, getting up, and we came up with a a plan. A plan, and literally all I gotta do is just look at him, and he's like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go back to my seat." <laughs> so, but he's always really kind. He's always really excited to like mm-hmm. come to class. It seems like he's always like Miss Sane, like what's going on? Like hi, Miss Sane, and and I can see him hopefully developing into the young man that I know that he can be. I think he just really needs some guidance. So mm. um, that's someone who I'm really excited excited to see, like, flourish. Flourish, yeah. Um, there's several – gosh, there's just so many students who are just great. There's too many to list. Like, I love all my kids. Aw, yeah. that's so sweet. Even if they kind of get on my nerves sometimes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, 
it's so much fun in mm-hmm. the classroom. Like for me mm-hmm. and for you, like you just it's almost some days it's like we're just hanging out mm-hmm. with just a bunch of I don't know, friends maybe a little strong, but just a bunch of cool people. Yeah. You definitely. Know, you just kinda of start to build those relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. So now we there's certain things that you ask about. Like I talk NBA with this one kid mm-hmm. every day. Like the first I won't say how long. Mm-hmm. Some days longer than other days. Yeah. But I'm like checking in mm-hmm. with the the games from last night and or or who's his favorite or what's just what's going on. But mm-hmm. those kinds of relationships help you to be able to then do all of the teaching stuff. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you go, man, you don't want to be like LeBron. You know, LeBron turned his work in, I'm sure. Like, so you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so those other things mm-hmm. help with the teaching part too. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is the profession so difficult? I think what makes it so difficult is, and I'm not trying to be ugly, but the lack of really good, adequate support for teachers. Mm. Like, and I'm not saying that we don't have good support here, but it just kind of seems like the way teaching is now, that it's more not against us, but it's not really helping for us either. either. Like, and I know there's a lot of people that would be like, gosh, you know, teaching is so hard. Like, I commend you for being a teacher and and Mm -hmm. teaching the youth and all that but um just having support and knowing that you're supported i think that's just kind of difficult yeah Um, i always look at it from this standpoint of like everybody has a boss that they're mm -hmm. answering to yeah and then at the same time most people don't have the Mm -hmm. support that they need they Mm -hmm. don't either have enough people they don't have enough resources Mm -hmm. so a lot of times what we see is our bosses or mm-hmm. principals, and this goes across, mm-hmm. I, I think that most teachers <laughs> would kind of feel this way, is I have a, a principal that doesn't have what they need to mm-hmm. do their job. Mm-hmm. And so now they're requiring me to do things where it's like, okay, well, I don't have what I need to do my yeah. job. Yeah. Like it just, it's the same person mm-hmm. in the same situation, just yeah. all the way up the ladder. Yeah. You know, and then our principal their boss is thinking, I don't have what I need yep. to do my yeah, job. Yeah, it's just the circle of life. So kind of everybody feels the same way yeah, because yeah. they're in the same boat, just mm-hmm. in a different position. Yeah. So I, I don't ever really, I feel like most times I don't really hold it against a principal or a no, boss. Yeah. And, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just like everybody's got a job to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their checklist. Mm-hmm. That they yeah. have to get done. Yeah. And sometimes you have what you need. A lot of times you don't. Mm-hmm. But we're all just making chicken salad with mm-hmm. less than great chickens. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's not to say that we don't have support here. Because we do. We have a lot of really good support here. Mm-hmm. But I think just in general for teachers, like, if you go on TikTok, and of course, you know, if you're looking for negative stuff on TikTok about teaching, you're going to find it. off of TikTok, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you'll see teachers who just kind of rant about not having the support. And I think that just kind of hurts the whole idea of yeah. teaching and the world of teaching. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see more support for teachers. I, I'd love to see... You know what? I'm not going to say that. Well, 
I'd love to see more teachers pull their own weight. Yep. Hey, that's true, too. We can always improve. We can always improve. Yes. So just think about how some people, they just want to do stuff how they've always done it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to adapt. Yeah. They don't want to get better. And, you know, we, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know who all those people are because mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like we got a lot of great people in the building that we work in. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, but in every job, there's always people who are just collecting the check. You know, so mm-hmm. um, let's look at what we do have and work from there. Yeah. So what we have is a how. How do you keep coming back every day? First semester, how do you do it? I kind of just think about the impact that I've made on my kids and mm-hmm. how important that is to me. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like my job. I do. I, it can be really difficult and stressful at times, but... I really enjoy this, and I never thought I would be able to say that because I was always kind of scared. Mm. Um, but I love this in its own chaotic way. Yeah, um, it's crazy. So as a as a new teacher, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to a new teacher after one semester? Don't take yourself too seriously. You told me this. And Mm. I think at first I was trying really hard to hold this like rigorous, like this is what we're doing. And they're just, they're people. They're really young people who are just figuring life out. Have grace, 100%. Have some grace and give yourself some grace too. Yeah. Don't hold your, don't give yourself unrealistic expectations as a teacher. Like, do your best and leave the rest. And maybe one day you're giving 100% and maybe the next day you're giving 75 and so on and so forth. That's okay. Just show up and just do your best. So don't have that mentality that I got to be the best. I got to be the TikTok teacher. I have to fit into this box. If you do that, you are going to suffocate the light yourself. that you bring in. You're going to suffocate yeah. that that joy that you have and yeah, you kind of just set yourself up to fail when you do that. That's a perfect, perfect way to end it. Yep. Thank you, Miss Sane, for coming on. You're Absolutely. Doing great work as a teacher. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Done. Done. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that conversation between me and Miss Sane. It was a pleasure having her on as I knew it would be. Before we leave, remember, relationships take work, especially the ones you have to have with teenagers who don't want to be at school and the ones we have with employees who are looking for a four-day weekend. However, the relationships we build are the vehicles to our future. I guess that makes conflict a flat tire, but that means there's always a way to fix it. Don't take those emotions home with you. Leave them in the car after your good cry. Thank you for listening. Keep teaching. Keep learning. And I will see you all on the next journey.